morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Wednesday, January 19th. 5G tech as a danger to air travel? We'll have more on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The Biden administration recently announced a $50 billion plan to more than double the use of controlled fires and logging to reduce vegetation that feeds wildfires. The plan is to significantly increase efforts to prevent the kinds of catastrophic wildfires that have torched the western U.S. over recent years. California lawmakers want to make Juneteenth a paid state holiday. It's a federal holiday right now, but California currently doesn't give state workers the day off. The holiday commemorates June 19, 1865, when slaves in Texas celebrated their emancipation after learning about the Emancipation Proclamation two and a half years after it took effect. Los Angeles Assemblyman Reggie Jones-Sawyer introduced the proposal. The reason we want to keep reminding people about Juneteenth is because justice is delayed. It was delayed then, and it can be delayed now. Under his bill, June 19th would be an official state holiday for public schools, community colleges, and California State University campuses, and it would allow paid time off to all state employees. Trash started being picked up again on Tuesday in Chula Vista and other communities served by Republic Services after a month-long strike by trash hauler workers. Council member Jill Galvez says the city of Chula Vista plans to fine the company. They want customers to be reimbursed for the month that they went without services. She says she also wants the company to pay back the money that the city shelled out to try and keep from drowning in trash. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hello, podcast listener. Full disclosure, I'm going to make some assumptions about you. This probably isn't the only podcast you enjoy. Blink if I'm right. (laughs) It's probably not the only thing you watch or listen to on KPBS either. If I'm right about that, then I'm guessing you make it a point to check in on a regular basis to see what's new, take in the latest and greatest, and then you go back to your daily life until we happily come together again. We're sort of like a virtual buffet. When you're hungry for information and entertainment, you go to KPBS and want to eat, uh, consume all you can, right? Well, you should know that when you become a member of KPBS, you're keeping the entire TV, radio, and online trays full of fresh ideas, like the tasty podcast you're enjoying right now. Help feed your appetite for KPBS. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. Thank you. On Tuesday, telecom giants AT&T and Verizon agreed to limit their rollout of 5G cellular service in response to concerns that it could be a danger to air travel in San Diego and the U.S. KPBS science and technology reporter Thomas Fudge has more. 5G technology will allow smartphones and other wireless devices to communicate a lot faster. And engineering professor Sajid Day at UC San Diego calls 5G efficient and essential. It will totally revolutionize uh, agriculture, industry, shipping, transportation, health. Everything. But this communications revolution has got a problem. Its wireless spectrum is uncomfortably close to that of the radar that airplanes use to land in low visibility conditions. 
In response, the airline industry has said airports need to maintain buffer zones such that 5G towers cannot operate within two miles of an airfield. It's a solution Professor Day calls drastic. And an FAA list of airports that have an adequate 5G buffer zone does not include the San Diego International Airport. San Diego International put out a statement saying companies operating at the airport have not implemented 5G, and those companies have agreed to work with the FAA to ensure continued operations at affected airports. For its part, AT&T said in a statement, it has voluntarily agreed not to activate some towers near airport runways in the U.S., It added a jab at the FAA, saying the agency has not responsibly used the two years it has had to plan for this deployment. Day says he agrees the parties saw this coming and should have worked out a plan. He says one possible short-term solution, and it's not a good one for all airports, is to dial down the 5G as airplanes approach. Sensing technologies which can sense that an aircraft is coming and then the power can be reduced. Long-term? It's more difficult to say, but a solution is needed if air travel and the power and the speed of 5G are going to coexist in urban America. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Tijuana photojournalist Margarito Martinez was murdered outside his home on Monday morning. He was among more than 145 journalists who have been killed in Mexico since 2000. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis tells us who Martinez was and what our region lost on Monday. I met Margarito Martinez in 2019 while working on a story about fixers in Tijuana. Fixers are the unsung heroes of cross-border journalism. They work behind the scenes to make sure other reporters from bigger publications get their story. Martinez was among the best in the business and had a knack for being the first at the murder scene. Freelance journalist Jorge Nieto remembers one middle-of-the-night phone call from Martinez. Hey, compañero, hey, partner. Estás despierto. Wake up, wake up. There is a gunshot close to your house. Former Union Tribune reporter Sandra Dibble has covered Tijuana for decades. She says without Martinez's work, a lot of the murders would have gone unreported. And so somebody like Margarito was like an essential person to document these scenes. And I think to have someone go out there, um, you know, did sort of keep the eyes of the world on, on an important issue for Tijuana that otherwise would be easy to overlook. News of Martinez's murder rocked Tijuana's journalism community. Colleagues set up a GoFundMe page to help his widow and 16-year-old daughter. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Last week, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to take the first step toward allowing micro-enterprise home kitchens in the county. KPBS Speak City Heights reporter Jacob Ayer says the law could officially open up more home kitchens by late February, but in the meantime, some local home kitchen owners have already been shut down. Just south of the 94 freeway in San Diego's Emerald Hills neighborhood is where Rosalind Johnson lives. Originally from St. Louis, Missouri, Johnson loves to cook soul food staples from her hometown. During the early days of the pandemic, she decided to share her passion with the community after she got laid off from her job. She opened Clara's Kitchen from her home and even helped serve seniors during the COVID-19 pandemic. That was until she got a cease and desist letter from the County of San Diego just less than a year ago. I did some research actually, and I found out that it was okay for you to do it, I thought. I got my business license. I got my food certification, 
got my CELUS permit, I thought that I was ready to go. And to find out I wasn't. <laughs> in Paradise Hills, there's a slightly different story for Delilah Davis and her SoCal Cafe delivery business. She's been cooking and selling food from her home for seven years to a select few trusted customers with minimal online advertising. That's because it's still illegal to run a micro-enterprise home kitchen, also known as a Miko, in San Diego County, even though the state allowed for their introduction in 2018. So in further research of finding out that Riverside County had actually approved it and they had several businesses operating successfully under the bill, I was ready literally to sell my house um, this year. I was going to sell my home and find another home in Riverside County, just so I could go up there and be part of that. Davis and Johnson both want Mikos to be held to the same health and safety standards as traditional restaurants and food trucks, but acknowledge there may be some challenges at the beginning. They both say the home enterprise kitchens have a lot more benefits than drawbacks, particularly in disadvantaged communities. That's because of the lower startup costs. So this is like the perfect opportunity for me to be able to go into business, generate cash flow in order to establish a business. The second ordinance reading to allow the micro-enterprise home kitchens in San Diego County will come during the board's land use meeting on January 26th. If the board then votes in favor, Mikos will be allowed to operate 30 days after that for at least the next two years in the county. Jake Bear, KPBS News. Coming up, we take you to a long-forgotten secret stairway hidden in southeast San Diego, one that's getting a new breath of life. There is a sense of pride that comes along with uh, something like this. There's also a sense of ownership because this is, you know, if you live in this area, then you consider this yours. That's next, just after the break. Hello, podcast listener. Full disclosure, I'm going to make some assumptions about you. This probably isn't the only podcast you enjoy. Blink if I'm right. <laughs> it's probably not the only thing you watch or listen to on KPBS either. If I'm right about that, then I'm guessing you make it a point to check in on a regular basis to see what's new, take in the latest and greatest, and then you go back to your daily life until we happily come together again. We're sort of like a virtual buffet when you're hungry for information and entertainment. You go to KPBS and want to eat, uh, consume all you can, right? Well, you should know that when you become a member of KPBS, you're keeping the entire TV, radio, and online trays full of fresh ideas, like the tasty podcast you're enjoying right now. Help feed your appetite for KPBS. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. Thank you. Tucked away in southeast San Diego is a hidden stairway that for years has been neglected. But as KPBS race and equity reporter Christina Kim reports, the hidden gem is being revitalized for and by the community. If you don't know what you're looking for, chances are you might just walk by Valencia Park's secret stairs. It gets the heart pumping, I'm telling you. The more than 150 stairs connect Las Alturas Terrace, which overlooks the San Diego skyline, across Trinidad Way, all the way to Church Ward Street in the southeast San Diego neighborhood. How the stairs came to be, and their purpose, are a bit of a mystery to local residents. They've been a part of Barry Pollard's life since he was a kid. 
I personally remember using these stairs walking from my home to Morris High School. And that was back in the 70s. Over the years, the stairs fell into disrepair, with overgrown vegetation and areas that tend to flood after heavy rainfall. Around the 90s, 80s, you know, they're cutting in some of the service because of the budget for the city and maybe some drain stuff needs to occur. So there are some structural issues that we're, we're working through. That is, until last year, when Valencia Park residents, with help from Councilmember Monica Montgomery Stepp's office, started to clean up the stairs. Now, thanks in part to a $15,000 donation from Blue Shield, the stairs are getting a makeover. The effort is spearheaded by Pollard's organization, the Urban Collaboration Project. Lights are going to be put in. And four local artists are beautifying the secret stairs with a mural of flowers. The goal, to make it more inviting and change perceptions of the neighborhood. I've heard stories of people calling this uh, the hood or uh, the ghetto. And I've, I've lived here in this area all my life, and I never thought of it that way. Shannon White is one of the muralists. She believes art makes places more inviting for everyone, And more importantly, it makes people feel good about themselves and their neighborhood. There is a sense of pride that comes along with uh, something like this. There's also a sense of ownership because this is, you know, if you live in this area, you consider this yours. The artist decided to cover the stairs with different color poppies. Because while no one is 100% sure why these stairs were built, The native California flowers are an homage to a local story that says a developer created them so his wife could go collect wildflowers. I wasn't aware of like that story to begin with. And so when I learned about that, it kind of made it like a little bit more special. Isabel Garcia is another muralist working on the project. We wanted to include something that actually is important to like the area itself. The Valencia Park neighborhood, like so much of San Diego, is gentrifying at a rapid pace. Home prices here rose nearly 25% last year and are expected to continue rising, according to Zillow. That's not lost on Garcia, who has witnessed many of the changes firsthand. As a local artist, she says she's very intentional about how her work intersects with these forces. For me to be involved in this and using like my art in that way, like it's for the people that live here and I want them to be able to feel, you know, included and know that like this is for them. So far, the response from neighbors has been overwhelmingly positive, says Cherise Villaseñor, another one of the artists. It brightens people's faces up. So what I've seen from here is like even seeing the people passing by, seeing that any color is going to be brought into that area really does brighten people's faces to know that some type of change is coming. Abner Soto Rodriguez, who lives right next door to the steps, says he's already seeing the positive change. I think it's very much more inviting. It's nice to see people walk up and down. And that's exactly what the Secret Stairs makeover was intended to do. Invite people in the community to use this public space, exercise, and take pride in Valencia Park. And that was reporting from KPBS Race and Equity reporter Christina Kim. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day.